Call Mike and Virginia Chevalier at 303-257-6578 to get some of the best uh, financial planning advice you can get around these areas. Since your home is likely to be your largest asset and your mortgage your largest debt, they believe it's vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home. This includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals, your investments, and your tax situation. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and get entered to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. When you do that, Chevalier Mortgage, dnvrmortgage.com, or you can call them at 303-257-6578. That's Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006, and Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. NVR Broncos podcast presented by MSU Denver online time and time again the one thing that will protect you against economic downturns is an education allowing you to adapt to varying careers so you can go and build your toolbox at MSU Denver they'll put a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. So again, the, the website is msudenver.edu slash online, and you can use the code DNVR Sports to have your application fees waived. My boy, Ryan, what's going on? What's shaking? It is your vacation day today. So that means, Ryan, that it is trade day for the Denver Broncos to acquire a quarterback. Yeah, exactly, Zach. I figure, you know, we'll keep this pod short since there's an inevitable emergency pod coming later today. <laughs> uh, big day uh, for the Broncos as they will acquire one of two quarterbacks, either Matthew Stafford or uh, or Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, and <laughs> I've been leaning Deshaun, but... Sorry, I've been leaning at Stafford, but Deshaun kind of out of the blue here, gaining some steam. And you know who also has kind of picked up steam, which has surprised me really last night and this morning? A.A. Ron Rogers. Ryan, earlier this week, he was put to bed. You know, he came out, said the stuff Matt LaFleur said. Uh, I think that, yeah, of course he's going to be back. But then it kind of crept back. And so I think that's just a name. I, I don't necessarily know if he's a Broncos guy, but you just keep seeing little things coming out, which is interesting. And Ryan, even if he's not the Broncos next quarterback, that just throws another potential quarterback in the pot. And boy, this is this is something we've never seen before. And man, what a time for George Payton to take over the Broncos. Instead of sitting back a year and seeing where things are going to go, maybe take a step back as we saw one report say, Ryan, George Payton can come in here, acquire a quarterback, and turn the Broncos from 5-11 and 11 into a winner right away. Yeah, I mean, George Payton has a chance to be um, one of the best GMs in Broncos history by the end of the day. 
<laughs> and that would be by acquiring would number be four. By acquiring Deshaun Watson. Uh, but Zach, an interesting development has unfolded. Ooh. Uh, part of my more guarding number part four. Part of my no. Part of my morning routine is I go in and I check all the uh, the futures odds at DraftKings Sportsbook. And one Matthew mm. Stafford has been removed from the board. Oh. No more Matthew Stafford specials on DraftKings Sportsbook. You cannot bet on where he's going to end up. I don't know what that means. There was a lot of momentum uh, for the San Francisco 49ers yesterday. In fact, they moved up uh, into the favorite position in this yesterday. So maybe it has something to do with that. I'm looking at uh, my bet here, and, it, and it's, they're not offering a buyout. So if, if they were, then I would say, okay, they know something. Uh, but it's <laughs> maybe they think Matthew Stafford uh, could have a home by the end of the day. Oh, but I mean, it would just line up perfectly, right, Ryan? About 1.10 p.m. when we're dropping this pod is, is if you're listening to this, you could be listening right about when Ryan's taking off. So check your phone right now. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so between that, uh, I do want to talk about this momentum for the 49ers. I all along have felt like the 49ers were the best landing spot for Deshaun Watson. Um, if I were Deshaun, that's where I would be asking to go. And so it's interesting to me to hear them be so bullish on Matthew Stafford. And the other part of that, um, or, or reportedly be bullish on him, the other part of that, Zach, is Matthew Stafford is not an under center, bootleg, Kyle Shanahan offense kind of quarterback. No, he certainly isn't. He just likes to stand back there, catch the snap, and deliver it. Do you think that there's there's someone in San Francisco saying they've been using him all wrong his whole career and we can turn him into a better quarterback by changing him this late? Oh, boy. That would, uh, you know, I guess that would be a Kyle Shanahan move to do. But that's also risking it quite a bit, isn't it? Feels like it feels very risky to me. Um, I guess, I you know what? <clears throat> Kyle Shanahan could look at the 2015 Broncos and say – they won a Super Bowl by taking Peyton Manning, the ultimate guy uh, of standing back there, taking a shotgun pass and delivering it. They turned him into a Super Bowl champion. Now, I know it wasn't on the back of Peyton Manning, uh, but maybe they look at that and say, Gary Kubiak did it. I can do it. Maybe, maybe. Um, it just doesn't seem like a fit to me, whereas Deshaun Watson feels like a perfect fit. Uh, and, and to be fair, his, most of his career has been standing in the shotgun as well. But I think he's young enough to where he could adapt into that role and really uh, thrive in it. And then, of course, yeah, there is Deshaun Watson. Um, just more and more bad things coming out on the side of the Texans. There's like a, something about Jack Easterby like harassing um, – Deshaun Watson's agent and then like texting his mom. Oh um, my God. How does he still have a job? I, I honestly don't know, but in my opinion, because of that, the Texans deserve everything they have coming to them, <laughs> uh, which is many years of ineptitude. Um, they're about to be really bad. They're about to be really b- Ryan. If you were a free agent 
Why would you go there? Honestly, if you are the second or third overall pick, let's say they do trade him to either the the Dolphins or the Jets, and you are a, a quarterback, why would you not just demand it? Why would you not pull a John Elway and say, I'll go anywhere but there? Or an Eli Manning and say, nope, not going to the Tech. Why would you not do that? I think you would. Uh, I think you would. And... It, I mean, it's a complete mess. Um, eventually, I think they'll realize that they have no choice but to fire Jack Easterby. But until that point, no one should want to go there, and everyone who is there should want out of there. And, Ryan, it may go all the way up to where they have to sell the team in order to uh, to get things straight if, let's say, Jack Easterby just doesn't do it. I mean, we see DeAndre Hopkins last night tweet out a thing of dominoes just hitting each other and falling, just that the dominoes keep falling. And uh, and that we, we've seen uh, Andre Johnson tweet about the, the mess of a situation. And, of course, now we know uh, just how good of a guy Deshaun Watson is and how things just are completely fallen apart between them yeah it's pretty wild so Zach uh there also was a report that came out yesterday um from a guy by the name of Dan Cilio I believe um and you know make of it what you will um he is a radio host um up there in Cleveland right uh it says national radio show okay on usa radio networks um verified um which we know doesn't necessarily mean everything <laughs> no less followers than me oh big time <laughs> uh but he said some i don't i can't find the tweet right now Wait, less followers than me oh yes just passed him <laughs> damn you're hot on my tail that's okay. Um, I can't find the tweet. I've, where I've got it. the tweet here. I think I know what you're talking about. Okay. He said, what we're hearing from Deshaun Watson's folks on preferred teams to be traded are to one Miami Dolphins, two New York Jets, three San Francisco 49ers, four Denver Broncos, and five Carolina Panthers. Well, there you go. Uh, you can only hope that he knows something. Um, and... Interestingly, Zach, uh, a reporter here in town, Mike Kliss, um, proclaimed Drew Locke the top trade market commodity uh, in, in all these trade talks now. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I couldn't disagree more. Um, the top trade market commodity is Deshaun Watson. Um <laughs> But a couple things here. One, I do think Mike has a point that he just overstated pretty heavily, which is that the Broncos do have this young, moldable uh, quarterback who could catch someone's eye. And that could help them. You know, if for whatever reason, someone in Houston likes Drew Locke better than Tua and Sam Darnold, then, hey, maybe that helps your trade. Um he certainly doesn't rank above Sam Darnold or Tua Tagovailoa uh, in terms of trade value. But here's the real kicker, Zach. Mm. We know where this inform where this information comes from. Yeah. And so someone, and you guys can do the interpretation on who, 
we think, we don't know, we're just, you know, guessing here. Someone is trying to inflate the stock of Drew Locke. Uh, and I don't think it's just Mike Kliss. And that is notable. It is very notable, Ryan, because if the Broncos are okay from moving on from Drew Locke and trying to increase that value, well, that means that they are looking for some deals. They are in on these deals. And Ryan, Drew Locke does make sense uh, for a team to, he's kind of an extra piece and not necessarily a throw in in these deals, but kind of a cherry on top to get one of these deals done. I don't think you can do, let's say that the lions want two seconds for drew or for, for Matthew Stafford. I don't think you can do one second and drew lock, but what you could do if you don't want to give up that ninth pick, Ryan, you can say, okay, we'll give you two seconds. And they say, ah, we just want a little bit more. You can say, okay, two seconds and drew lock. That would be equivalent to, you know, two seconds and a third, two seconds and a fourth earlier this week, Adam Schefter said that drew locks value is probably a fourth round pick. So boom, you throw that in and, if that gets the deal done and you don't have to give up a first round pick, boy, you are feeling really good. And for the lions, maybe they don't want a quarterback this year. Maybe, maybe they just want to see what their team has and, and their new head coach and their new general manager do what I thought George Payton was going to do and kind of just take a year to see what that team has. And if they're trading away, Matthew Stafford, they might as well get a piece that could develop for them. And if drew lock develops for them, they just, probably won the trade with the Broncos. If Drew Locke doesn't develop for them, well, then they have plenty of ammo to go get their quarterback next year. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I think the value of Drew Locke is, is whatever team is trading their quarterback is rebuilding. And Drew Locke is such an interesting piece to have as part of your rebuild because, you know, maybe um, Dan Campbell says like, oh man, that kid in my offense could really succeed. Um, or, you know, whoever it may be, say, you know, the Texans say, look, we're going to be in a rebuild here. We're going to have an opportunity to try out a Drew Lock and see if he can reach his potential. And if not, then we're, you know, it doesn't really change our arc much. Um, so... What if the Texans are so aware of how dysfunctional they are, Ryan, and they realize that they won't be able to get any free agent quarterbacks, that they may not be able to land the second or third overall pick in this draft because they'll demand a trade. <laughs> and they honestly take a look in the mirror and say, well, Drew Locke, he's a, he's a talented guy that could develop, and I don't think that he would control his destiny here, so let's just lock him in here and see if he can turn into something because we can't get anyone else. Well, and they totally could have a sort of thinking like that in the sense of like drew lock also someone who maybe could use a fresh start and want wants now to be a part of an organization that wants him um and there you go you could have uh that you could have that sort of uh that sort of situation on your hands there drew lock you know takes the takes the challenge upon him to say like i'm the i'm gonna be the one who wants to be here um, because they wanted me here. Uh, and that's that's the kind of thing that Drew Locke would say in his uh, opening press conference and maybe rally some Houston Texans fans together a little bit. So um, it's not – it's still not likely that the Broncos will get uh, Deshaun Watson or Matt Stafford, Zach. But, well, it's not likely that they would get Deshaun Watson. It's 
sort of likely that they could get Matt Stafford. They're still uh, the third team on the list there. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But to me, it does feel like there's going to be a change for the Broncos. It really does. It really, it really does. I totally agree, Ryan. Now, where do you stand on where a drafted quarterback can come into all of this? Because it's not crazy to say, Ryan, that the Broncos don't get Matthew Stafford and they don't get Deshaun Watson. But with we little hints coming out here and there that they maybe want a change, how, how where, where does that come in if they don't land those guys? Are, are you looking a little more toward the draft and saying, okay, that first overall pick for the Broncos could be a quarterback more so than we thought a couple weeks ago? You certainly can't rule it out, but it just it doesn't feel like the – the way they would go to me. Um, it feels like they would probably go in a different direction. Um, and, I, you know, with all the quarterback movement that's being floated around there, I think it would be more likely for them to go down a different road of a Sam Darnold um, or, you know, one of those type of quarterbacks who have experience and it's not a complete roll of the dice on what this quarterback can do in the NFL. Now, Sam Darnold has improved a lot in the NFL, but we know that they liked him coming out. And so they could say at the very least, hey, we're going to bring him in to compete with Drew Locke. Right, right. Yeah, and that that could happen as well. That would be another option. Uh, You don't really think Tua would be available if the Dolphins acquired Deshaun Watson because Tua would probably be going to the Texans, but Sam Darnold could absolutely be available if the Texans don't want to get him. Uh, And Ryan, man... The Denver and Colorado and Broncos country would really need a Deshaun Watson or a Matthew Stafford right now, since it looks like they're going to be, we are going to be losing our own superstar in Nolan Arenado. It, it, it would, it would help lose that or soften that blow. Uh, Zach, I hate to say this. I wish I cared. <laughs> oh no. You've got to that point. I've reached that point. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mace always says the worst place uh, a sports franchise can ever be, and that's apathy. And that's truly where I am. Like, I don't want to be here. And I'm almost embarrassed to admit that I am here because I consider myself a really big Rockies fan. But the reason it's not because I don't love the Rockies and I don't, or I don't love Nolan Arenado. It's just like, what's it going to change? Right. Like yeah. that that's where I'm at. I'm like, okay, so they trade Nolan, like so now they're just bad in a different way. <laughs> right. So so that's the sad part for me. Uh I feel really sad that I feel that way, but it's true. I don't I I'm like, oh no. What now? You know, it's like oh that sucks, but they're still they now they just suck in a different way. <laughs> yep. It's really true. And man, it's uh it's so sad. And wouldn't that be kind of crazy, though, if the the Rockies traded their greatest player to ever step in their organization and the same day the Broncos acquired a franchise quarterback? It would be very Rockies. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Just like everyone's like, oh, no, no. Oh, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Party in the streets. Let's go. <laughs> right, right. Let's yeah, have a party it- at Coors Field, actually. <laughs> They have some bars, don't they? Isn't that what they're known for? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That would be sad for the Rockies, but uh, no one would care. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sure the uh, the talk shows uh, around here that focus on all sports would get around to the Nolan trade in like f- four months, maybe. 
Yeah, they'd be like, oh, right, and uh, no one there in autos. It's, it's the last line of the little, like, and I'm so-and-so with your right. Denver sports update. <laughs> exactly. Like, like 60 seconds of Deshaun Watson stats. <laughs> And then, oh, and also the uh, the Colorado Rockies traded Nolan Arenado to San, St. Louis <laughs> It's something we need. Oh, and something everyone needs is Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, the juice drop you can get at your local lo- uh, local liquor store or your local grocery store. You can head down to their website and use the Breck Brew locator to find out where you can get it. Uh, but it's Friday, which means it's a Breck Brew Friday. If you're a Rockies fan, I know you need to drink. And if you're a Broncos fan, well, you need to be prepared to have celebratory drinks. So make sure you get yourself a 12-er of Breckenridge Brewery uh, beers. And they've teamed up with the Colorado Avalanche to deliver beer via Zambonis uh, uh, for Avs games this week. So just go to breckbrew.com slash Zamboni delivery sweepstakes. Click on the Zamboni link to sign up. Of course, you must be 21 to enter. Live in Denver, and winners will be picked via lottery. So uh, get in on that because it's going to be, uh, I mean, who doesn't want beers delivered to their house in a Zamboni? And nothing pairs better with beers delivered via a Zamboni than Hassle Cattle Company. We brought you that damn good beer that that Breck is bringing you on a Zamboni. And now we're delivering you damn good beef. And hey, maybe one day it will come in the form of a Zamboni straight to your house. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source from farm to table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the United States straight to your door. They call their beef the blue collar Wagyu because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoke sausage new york strip beef bacon wagyu frank without any fillers and jerky with original and sweet and spicy flavors their hamburger won food network's northeast burger jam and we love them of course and the country loves their beef as well these guys take their registered bulls and breeds with them with angus cows giving you the very highest prime products that is grown with zero antibiotics and hormones so head to hasslecattlecompany.com that's h-a-s-s-e-l cattlecompany.com and use promo code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. That's DNVR10 for 10% off your order. We love them at DNVR. I think every single person in the company, Ryan, has already got in on Hassle Cattle Company and only the best reviews out there. So make sure to check them out. Use that code DNVR10 for 10% off and free shipping on any order of $200. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Drew Creaseman exclusively eats Hassle Cow Company <laughs> all three meals now. You're probably frying up the bacon right now. Yeah. Oh, God, that bacon is really good. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Let's get to the questions from the listeners. And the first one is from Buckeye Bronco. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Okay, fun time talk. Friday fun time. I was just hired as the new GM for the Broncos, so I need to hire my new HCOC and DC. If I was to pick y'all three, which coaching persistence would the three of you choose and why? What schemes and free agents would you like to pick up? Lastly, does this put us in the playoffs? Never forget, live, laugh, and break through for everyone. <laughs> well, Ryan, this definitely puts us in the playoffs regardless. I, and I thought about this a lot since this comment was left yesterday. And tell me if I'm off here. You, the, the first move is you. I, I got to put you in place as the offensive coordinator. Okay, I'm in. 
And uh, you're because you, you're going to keep it interesting. You're going to be running things. It's going to be like the Andy Reid offense. Mace is the defensive coordinator, and I don't. I'm not tooting my own horn here, but I'm I'm the head coach. But I'm the head coach where I'm not calling plays. I, I I'm the the managerial CEO type. Uh, I'm in on on you as head coach. Um, n- not enough people think about how important it is to be organized as a head coach, and you are the most organized person I know. Uh, so. You're definitely, uh, I I like you in that role. And I also would prefer to be on the offensive side as a coach, but I just, I, I, you know, I'm wondering if I'm like a Brandon Staley type because I did have the number one scoring defense in the Madden league. (laughs) Oh, so you're, you're an offensive mind, but just even better suited on defense. Right. Like I, I use my offensive mind to know what the mm-hmm. other offensive minds want to do. Okay. Okay. And I, I thought, I thought you'd want the sexy position on. Well, offense. I do. I do. I'm just, you know, I'm here to help the team. And you know what Mace, honestly, this isn't against him. He was kind of just uh okay, where does he fit defensive coordinator, but where I think he really fits here is special teams. And I think that's what he would love the most. So Ryan, we, we just make you may make you the first OC and DC. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I think Mace might be better suited in the front office. Ah, uh, um, yes. Yes. So he can be like the head of analytics. Oh man. Uh, you know, he was so, so he's in your ear on game day. You okay with that? Oh yeah. I trust him a hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I'll just call all the plays. It's fine. <laughs> there we go. Next one. It coming worked in out, from- I mean, it worked out for my Madden team. They won the season. <laughs> two out of the past two years, right? Two out of three. Two, out, two, of three. Out, two out of three. Not too bad. Sebastian Airbay coming in. My boys, forgive me. While listening to the podcast, I realized I put the date of Peyton messed up the one and two. So I put March 2021 as opposed to March 2012. I got you, Sebastian. I know it seems stupid to bring that up. I just don't know, want to seem like a complete moron. Now that I have an interesting talking point about Deshaun Watson, I know that the Browns look like they have a stable quarterback in Baker Mayfield, but he's obviously very far from Watson. Now, I personally think OBJ is likely to be traded this offseason. He'd be worth a first rounder, in my opinion. I know that the Browns don't have a ton of draft capital, but here's a package I was thinking for their trade scenario for Deshaun. OBJ, 2021 first, 2022 first, and Baker Mayfield. It seems like Cleveland would be a great place for Watson to end up with a great coaching staff and Kevin Stefanski, solid receiving core, arguably the best one-two punch at the running back position and a solid defense. Sorry for the non-Bronco comment, but I still think it relates to us giving the chance, although small, of them getting Watson. Let me know what you guys think. And as always, thank you. Much love, Sebastian. P.S. I will be sitting at my computer waiting for the notification that Stafford is coming to Denver at 110 on Friday. And Ryan, have fun on your trip, my man. Thank you. Thank you. And yes, be prepared. Everyone needs to be uh, ready to fill in for me while I can't uh, pontificate on the matter. Um, I think he makes a decent case for Cleveland. Just why would Deshaun want to go to Cleveland? Um, I guess an up and coming team, but in terms of Cleveland, uh, you, you, you have to, he, he wouldn't be going to Cleveland. He'd be going to the up and coming Browns. Yeah. <laughs> when you get to choose where you end up, you just don't choose Cleveland. It's very, very true. Baker Mayfield didn't have a choice. He was just drafted as the number one overall pick there, man. That would be, what would you think of that? If you're the Texans though, getting Baker OBJ and two first round picks. 
it's a great deal. Yeah. Um, and you actually feel decent about where about your team after that. Um, Baker also a Texas kid. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, so that that would sell really well. Yeah. Um, it's about maybe the only move I've heard so far that the Texans fan base wouldn't be in old in just all out revolt. Yeah, no, I totally agree, man. Sebastian, I think he put together a good package. Send it Jack Easterby's way. <laughs> <laughs> Next one from the Chad. Gentlemen, I am new to the pod and a new subscriber, but already obsessed. We got him. Love to hear that, the Chad. Welcome. Definitely the best Broncos podcast around. I'm so nervous that Denver will trade for Stafford. I think that will send us to mediocrity purgatory for eight and eight for years to come. He is not to raise all ships and will just be an average quarterback. The idea of it reminds me of Mike Shanahan days post John Elway. Occasionally decent, but never going anywhere. I have been watching Denver for nearly 30 years and still have not seen us draft and develop a long-term starter. I am desperate for a homegrown long-term solution that would be competitive year in and year out taking Watson off the table what do y'all do trade for Stafford take a quarterback in the first roll it back with Locke blow it up and sign a striker from the English Premier League (laughs) boy if you want a first first overall pick next year that's what you do I mean yeah I guess or you could just get Nikola Jokic but I think he's busy (laughs) um I mean I don't know what do you think Zach Ryan it my ideal scenario, if you can't get Deshaun Watson, is to fall in love with the quarterback in the first round this year. Either land him at nine, or if you fall in love with him, you're probably trading up. But you can trade a first, a future first-round pick for a quarterback. So you trade up, get that guy. That is the best thing here. So I agree with you, the Chad, that I, I don't think Stafford is the ideal thing for this off season, but I do think it's a huge upgrade. So that's why my, my thing is get a quarterback in the first round. If you don't love anyone in the first round, you don't think it's worth trading up. Stafford is a huge upgrade. So I'm more for Stafford than you are, but I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I probably still lean towards uh, keeping drew uh, and giving him another chance, but it's weird. You have all these like lukewarm opportunities. Um, nothing. There's nothing that makes you feel great except for Deshaun. Uh, if you get Deshaun, you're just in. You're, like all of your troubles have gone away. Um, if you get Matt Stafford, you're worried about his decline. If you draft a first-round quarterback, you're worried about them being a bust. If you stick with Drew, you're worried about him not being able to continue his improvement and and maybe not being able to reach the ceiling um, that you, you need for him to to get you as a, you know a a competitive team again. So it's just like everything feels like a roll of the dice except for Deshaun. No, absolutely. And that's why it's just so rare that a quarterback like Deshaun is available because you're typically always taking a chance on a quarterback, whether it's a first rounder or a veteran that you're bringing in, except for Deshaun. There's just no chance taken there. Ryan, next one coming in from another back to back new subscriber. Love to see it. Could the computer Bronco chiming in? Hey, fellas, longtime listeners, subscribe during the Black Friday deal. Now just getting around to commenting. Love the podcast and decide to stop free loading so i subscribed we, we got, got him, him. And, a, and a shout out to chad too as well which i didn't uh, get in there for joining the family 
Absolutely. Now, I was just thinking with the two big name quarterbacks hitting the market this offseason and with potentially five quarterbacks going in the top 15 picks, do you think these markets will interfere with each other? For example, say Watson goes to the Jets and Stafford goes to the Panthers. There is probably two potential more quarterbacks uh, on the board available at nine than there were before. On the other way, where Carolina, say, loves Mac Jones and they think they can get him in the draft and therefore pass on Stafford and Watson. I think this interference may make for a buyer's market with quarterbacks being potentially cheaper than most other years. What do y'all think? Well, the computer Bronco, it's a fantastic point there. Uh, and I love your picture on the website too. Most personal one we, we've seen. Uh, and I think that it is a great point about how these could impact each other. I don't think it's going to drive down the market for any of these guys, except if let's say Carolina gets Stafford uh, and the Jets get uh, a quarterback and with the Jets getting Deshaun Watson, that also means that the Texans don't draft a quarterback for, for it to push down quarterbacks to you. So that could happen. The Zach Wilson could end up falling to you in a scenario like this, which w- would be huge to get one of those top guys to just fall to you to nine. I think <clears throat> I think you have a good point. Um, there's so many quarterbacks available that some teams could be removing themselves from the quarterback market, but other teams might be taking their picks and moving into the quarterback market. So, you know, if, if Deshaun Watson gets traded to the Jets, well, now the Texans are probably drafting a quarterback with the Jets' first-round draft pick. Right. So not that much changes. Right, exactly. Just unless the Texans want to go full, full rebuild mode and not draft a quarterback, then then that could open up that opportunity. Low Country Broncos says, "Morning, boys. Suppose Deshaun goes or Deshaun goes to the Jets. Say Darnold becomes available. Do we see more upside with Stafford or with Darnold? Obviously, Stafford has a pretty solid resume and stats to boot. Do you think Darnold could be salvaged and ultimately better for the Broncos in the long run than Stafford? I can't say I've seen it from Darnold, but I didn't see it from Tannehill either." What do y'all fellas think? P.S. Ryan, now your take on Stafford being a bargaining chip for Deshaun isn't as far-fetched. I saw the Texans team reporter say is only one team that can trade for Deshaun. They seem to think he and the Jets are on a collision course. Could Denver actually coax Watson into town, or do you think he re- he requesting a trade means he has already made his mind up? LCB. I think you could definitely uh, coax him, if that's the word you want to use. Um Alexander Johnson and another player that we forgot <clears throat> that has a relationship with Sean is Kareem Jackson. Um, of course, they were teammates in Houston. So you never know um, what kind of, you know, sell resonates with the guy. Those guys could be telling him, dude, you got to come here. It's amazing. Denver's the best. Um, and you, you could, you know, you could make it happen. Um, I don't think you would have to trade for, uh, for Matt Stafford and then trade him for Deshaun to be able to like get the Texans attention. Um, I think you have enough to be able to get them in on the deal, but I don't know. I don't think, I just don't think at least I hope Deshaun knows that, that New York isn't a slam dunk landing spot for him. No. Yeah, it, it, it definitely isn't. Uh, and Ryan, who has a higher upside, Matthew Stafford or Sam Darnold? Hmm. Their floors are just so different in my mind. 
You know, you, you, you feel very comfortable that you're getting stability with Matthew Stafford. Whereas if, if you go get Sam Darnold, you don't feel comfortable about that floor. Uh, and also Ryan, Sam Darnold comes in, there's a competition straight up with Drew Locke. It's not Sam Darnold's job right off the bat. Matt Stafford comes in. Yeah. He's the starter. No questions asked. Yeah. What I will say is that if Sam Darnold becomes Matt Stafford, you feel like you had a huge win. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I, I would have to say Matt Stafford. Um, and while Darnold probably does have a higher ceiling, right. Silly word. I'd probably um, agree with you. It, it's the better question is like, which player is more likely to be a good Bronco. Right. And that's right. Stafford. Right. Exactly. I totally agree with you. Next one from Bristol Bronco fan. Hi boys. Hope you're well. You too. I was having a, I was thinking about a discussion from last off season where you spoke about which Jersey is the safest to buy of the 2020 and 2019 rookies. Who would you say is the safest option to get on your back? I remember RK saying that a drew Jersey was a good option at the time. Do you still agree? Thanks for all you do. Uh, right now, true lock Jersey stock has to be as low as it's ever been. So yeah, this no. is sell, sell, sell. Uh, no, yeah, or hold, hold, hold. Because right. You don't want to sell so low. Um, I, I, uh, I, I don't think that's a good option right now, but it could be in just a few months. Um, as for the 2019 and 2020 rookies, I think Jerry Judy is a great option. Um, and I think who Noah Fant. I yeah, mean, he, he, Fant, he yeah. his, his stock's pretty low right now, just cause he didn't have the sexiest year, but he had a good solid year. So that's one to buy low and, and, and uh, it'll keep rising. I think. And I think his down year, quote unquote, is more a product of the offense than anything he was doing wrong. Totally agree. Totally agree. I, I don't think he was disappointing at all. From asking for a friend, TLDR, if you sell the farm for Watson, how can we win? Uh, what's the balance between football as the ultimate team sport and QB is the most valuable position in sports? They seem not to mix. One should cancel the other. I see how Watson on the current Broncos wins, uh, uh, I, wins bowls, yet I have a great number on a trashy Houston team lose game after game. If we give the farm for Watson what is left. So it's the QB, the team, or both. It's the QB. It's the QB. It's, um, yeah. Now, once you have a QB, you have to make good strategic moves to put the right pieces around them. But look, everyone talked about selling the farm for Watson, and I think that's a really overstated phrase. Um, if you have to give up a bunch of picks, you're not really selling the farm. Uh, you're selling, like um, – you're selling seeds. cash. Yeah, the seeds. Yeah. You're selling the seeds for next year's crop. Um, but you already have a, a pretty darn good farm in place uh, for Deshaun Watson. You've got Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and Noah Fant and Garrett Bowles and all and a second team all pro left tackle. And you've got uh, you know, Lloyd Cushenberry, who was on the all rookie team, and you've got um Dalton Reisner, and you've got two uh, Pro Bowl running backs. You have a lot of pieces. Selling the farm of giving up a couple of picks and Drew Locke and Tim Patrick, as one you know writer um, offered up, is not selling the farm at all. It's just making it harder to improve your roster after next season. 
Um, but that doesn't even that, that doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means it's a little harder. You know, remember, the Broncos have found great players in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round and beyond. And you'll still have free agency as an option to improve your team. So you're taking off your two best draft picks for two years, maybe three. It's not selling the farm. No, exactly. And it's what you said, Ryan, the foundation here can be pretty exciting already with everything you have on offense. And you do still have some good pieces on defense, but there's no question that this team would be an offensive team right away. And you have those offensive pieces to succeed with Deshaun Watson. I understand where your question's coming from asking for a friend, but to me, man, you have a quarterback on this team. They will have success. Um. <laughs> from casper good luck with this one no next one's from casper (laughs) fellas if jj watt is available this offseason can you see denver making an offer to get him probably not (laughs) um yeah no probably he wouldn't make sense man i just think i just think this this one's so easy isn't he going to pittsburgh he has to be yeah yeah so bumpy Buffalo, we, we see your comment, but, uh, but we can't read it. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Pittsburgh, did you see Ben Roethlisberger said he's, he doesn't care about money this year. Yeah. His agent's probably saying, what the beep are you doing, Ben? And, and, uh, Ben probably responds, listen, you've already siphoned off enough of my money in my life. <laughs> Shut up. Seriously. Um, I mean, what, what did the Steelers come back with him? Come back to him with in terms of a contract. That man. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, Ben, do you really want to win or not? Well, I mean, if you want, to, if you want JJ Watt, then uh, yep. that's how you get him. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Holy cow! Holy cow! That would be terrifying. Yes, it would. Both, all three Watts, but two of them coming on either side. Oh God, that's <laughs> a quarterback's nightmare. It is. It really, really is. Next one coming in from Lou Drock. Hey, guys, I had a nightmare last night. Watson ends up at the Raiders. Can you imagine? Mahomes, Watson, and Herbert, and Locke. I think I'd go to a deserted island for 10 years and do yoga. On a serious note, I can see Watson in Miami and Stafford in Indianapolis, and suddenly we have another two AFC teams that are far stronger than the Broncos. I'm hoping Peyton is making calls as we speak. Stafford or Watson? I don't mind. Both are great upsides. Watson is obviously the standout, but perhaps less realistic. So, assuming the worst happens, what's the plan? Roll with Locke one more year or trade up in the draft? I'm nervous. Maybe I'm clinging on to my hopes of Dak joining. Yours, Charlie. Holy cow. That is the worst-case scenario, Ryan. If if he goes to the Raiders, you just draft a quarterback every year. Yep, yep, you do. <laughs> you, you just keep swinging for grand slams until you hit one. Right, like triple off the wall not good enough <laughs> just keep just keep swinging for the fences what's it what's a triple off the wall in in this scenario is it deshaun is it herbert because we know the grand slam is uh mahomes the home run is who no i mean if if mahomes is a grand slam deshaun watson is a three-run jack okay. um and herbert he's not quite a home run yet i, I don't know so exactly. he's the triple off the wall I guess so. Yeah. Oh man, that would be brutal. Yes, it would be very brutal, but I don't think that's happening. It's a terrible dream though. Yeah, that really is a bad dream. I haven't heard of the Raiders be mentioned in these conversations at all, which is very good. 
Yeah, but I think it's we don't know much about who's in these conversations because everyone who has a quarterback has to be really quiet. It's true. Everyone's done a good job so far. They for sure have. Uh, and that's why I think we're just going to see Adam Schefter tweet the trade. Not None of this, like, the Broncos and Texans are deep in conversations right. about a trade for – it's just going to be like, trade mm. Deshaun Watson to Denver, and then, like, a few minutes later, he'll come out with the details. Yep. Yep. Oh man, that would be exciting. One ten. We're approaching. I, I would scream on the plane. <laughs> no, what if it's to the Raiders? Are you are you screaming in a different way? No. No, I would just be <laughs> silent for the entire plane ride. <laughs> oh boy, I hope you're hooting and hollering. Like I would just yell to the people on the plane, just assuming <laughs> that they are all as excited as me. They all know what you're talking about. Like Deshaun to the Broncos. <laughs> so we're gonna have to ask you to sit down. I'm like, he's gonna throw bombs. <laughs> Sir, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. That'll be uh I'll have Allie record it. <laughs> We'd have to have that. <laughs> that would be the ultimate start of a hype video. Can't you imagine though that going viral? Like plane full of uh people in denver goes crazy as they learn the deshaun oh, yeah. watson news <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> crazy man sets off viral plane moments <laughs> uh, enraged or uh just excited uh denver man de- delays flight two hours <laughs> as he says words like bomb and fireworks as- after yelling Schefter bomb. <laughs> oh man, let's have it happen. Oh man. Uh at the same time, if you want to get crazy like that, then you could just go check out some rugby in Glendale. Uh rugby fans know how to get crazy, that's for damn sure. Uh in Glendale, Colorado's rugby town, USA. The training center is now experimenting with a new concept, training players uh over athletes to be rugby players guys like uh glenn galen robinson who played in the aff and uh, xfl is the son of glenn big dog robinson uh gerald mcdowell former defensive lineman at ole miss in the calgary stampeders and cfl um they also have sean clark who worked out with the colts in 2020 casey mcdermott who played both sides of the line fullback and tight end for tcu and the list just goes on all of these athletes are going to the training center in Glendale to try to become great rugby players. And there's no better place uh, to train, we know, than in Colorado. You've got Olympic training centers. We've got rugby here. Tons of UFC fighters love to train in Colorado. So this is kind of now the breeding grounds for USA Rugby, and it's really exciting. And you can check out all of our rugby coverage at thednvr.com, Colton Strickler does an amazing job. And if you want to learn more about rugby, you can listen to his podcast in which he talks um, to you in a way that will help you understand and learn the game. So check it out. And there's no better place to get in on the Super Bowl action than the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. That's DraftKings Sportsbook. And guys with Super Bowl 55, DraftKings is giving away up to $55 million in prizes. All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you'll get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And 
If you have one of the most predictions correct, you can win the top prize of $1 million. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who will score last, and there you go. Get ready to make money. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. So head to the App Store now, download DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR to enter to win the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. Use promo code DNVR now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I can't believe LDJ didn't give us a TLDR on this. <laughs> it's a novel. I'm going to give it my best here. Hey, guys, sorry if this is a little long, but I think it's an integral uh, for us Broncos fans to understand and what not uh, enough of mainstream media is reporting about Watson. When I first heard the quote, only uh, way Deshaun might stay is if Cal McNair fired himself. I put the dots together. Deshaun Watson is one of many great Texans players that have severed relationships with the organization. DeAndre Hopkins, Andre Johnson, Dwayne Brown, and a legend in my eyes, Arian Foster. Anyways, after the podcast interviews, I've listened to mostly on Arian Foster's podcast, who goes by Bobby Fino, but Arian did a podcast with Dwayne Brown, Andre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, and Andre Johnson. They all echo two things about the Texans organization. Bob McNair was a racist, good old boy owner who never wanted to pay his talent, and it didn't matter how good of a player you were, the organization wasn't going to amplify their black players. Hence the savior that J.J. Watt is, and J.J.'s awesome. But so is DeAndre freaking Hopkins, and so is Andre Johnson. It's not a coincidence that Deshaun advocated heavily for the candidates of color, Robert Sala, Eric Bieniemy, and for him to look past Jack Easterby and say Cal McNair would have to fire himself uh, and Andre Johnson, who's supremely quiet in media and social media, uh, be vocal that Deshaun should hold his ground is very telling what the media is being tight-lipped about, the real Deshaun, uh, re- the real reason Deshaun wants out if you listen to the podcast. Dwayne Browns, Hopkins, and Andre Johnson have done with Arian Foster. You can hear the sentiment of Deshaun in those great players' voices. I say this to say, if we had more stability at ownership, I'm 100% certain we'd be number one on Watson's list. I would not be surprised if things come out from Watson, if he chose some place that he loved the talent and the Broncos, but the ownership situation was too sketchy. Um, and he'd be right. So if we don't get him, I hope that puts a fire under the bull and to get it together. Rally behind Brittany or sell the team at the end of this year. Uh, you make it difficult on so many levels for coaches, potential GMs, and special players to be here when the ownership is so shaky. If Brittany was in charge, uh, or maybe we sold the team to Robert Smith, guarantee we'd be number one. And I understand the Jets and definitely Steven Ross with the Dolphins uh, aren't the best organization, but the reason they're high is because they have the capital, not because he likes those organizations more. Something to think about as fans, how do we hold this ownership mess accountable for the decline of the Broncos and the lack of the stability there? Great and excellent point there, LDJ. And ownership could come into part of this as well with the Broncos since he is so frustrated with the ownership situation there in the Texans. He may be looking past just who the head coach is and who the GM is, but at the ownership situation. And like you said, LDJ, right now it's it's very uncertain what that ownership situation looks like. And yeah, I mean, for the Texans to get back on track, they honestly may have to sell the team. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Uh, and yeah, I think you did, you did make a really important point there, LDJ. So thank you for that. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know what Deshaun Watson is thinking and where he wants to go. Uh, like I said, I think it's going to be, I think we might just, it might be an upset and all of a sudden we just hear it and mm-hmm. we're like, whoa, we didn't even have time to talk about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and hopefully, hopefully that's not the case because we've certainly talked about Deshaun to the Broncos a lot. <laughs> well, hopefully every other podcast in the world is saying, wow, we didn't even have time to talk about that. <laughs> exactly. Orange and blue Aussie. While we wait for Watson to be a Bronco, time to see what RK would pay to make this trade happen. Which would you do and which would you not? Finding the uncomfortable feeling that Zach speaks of. Okay, Ryan, I'm going to hit you with some trade scenarios. Tell me yes or no. One. Every draft pick for the Broncos over the next three years and Sutton and Bulls. Yes. Two, RK has to wear a Raiders jersey every time he's at the DNVR bar. Yes. Three, RK has to agree with Zach on A-Rod and Mac Jones as he admits these takes are bad. What? Uh, Yes. <laughs> Four, RK has to admit the Rams are... Oh, the Rams overachieved to be moderate, moderately competitive with the Buffs. Yes. <laughs> Five. RK has to pick one podcast to be on and no others. Which one? Wow. Uh, I'd start my own new podcast <laughs> called the RK show where I got to talk about all the teams. <laughs> so would it be called RK podcast? I don't know. It's a good, uh, Maybe it's I, called R. It Maybe it's called RK Fire. Playoff okay. of Arcade Fire. Oh yes, I like it. I like it. That only took you five seconds to come up with too. <laughs> he says, "Much love to you, RK. Your passion is great. Makes me smile. Hope you don't mind me pushing your limits." Well, Orange and Blue Ozzy, I don't think you made him uncomfortable enough. <laughs> he's he's very I, comfortable right now. I don't have limits when it comes to this. So they can't be pushed. <laughs> I mean, if you're trading every single draft pick that you can realistically trade, then yep. You don't have limits. Got another name for the podcast. Archaic takes. Oh, wow. Wow. But then couldn't those be old takes? Like yeah, they're, they're yeah. not good. <laughs> but, but it, you know, it's a play on words. <laughs> it is. It's an archaic play on words. Yeah, it is. <laughs> from Super Bowl and guys, I expected more from you. I thought you were a real journalist in the sports world. Turns out you're just as bad as the mainstream guys at ESPN, Pro Football Talk, NFL Network, and others. My uh, fellow DNVR family members don't fall victims to all the fake news about quarterbacks wanting to be traded. It's just a distraction to organize this when the real uh, issue at hand is not who our quarterback will be, but the fact that the day after the Super Bowl is still not a federal holiday. Join me in this fight to fix this massive oversight. How, how dare your employer expect you to come in after pounds of greasy food, buckets and buckets of beers, and being forced to stay up until the early morning hours because the commercials are just so good. It's an organized attack on our rights, and it must end here. Yes, you're 100% right, Super Bowl, and with a very fitting name for that comment as well. Well, next year, couldn't it be pushed? Won't the Super Bowl be pushed back so that that Monday ends up being a holiday? Um, what is that holiday? Is it President's Day, maybe? Is that really a thing? Yeah, and I think it's a federal holiday, too. So I think wow. a lot of people would have it off because with the 17 game schedule, so the 18 game schedule, it would uh, push the Super Bowl back one week. Yep. And that would be uh, so President's Day would be that following Monday. Wow. All right. There you go. So um, just wait that, one more year there, Super Bowl. And that's amazing. Count Loculus says Bum Talk Friday. Bum Phillips once commented on the Wonderlooks test saying, yeah, that test says he's dumb as a fence post, but when he hits, he looks like Einstein to me. <laughs> Love the count. <laughs> that is just fantastic, man. Bum Phillips, a legend. And of course, that's coming in from our own legend, the count. 
I love it. You can definitely tell where Wade got his sense of humor. <laughs> yep. Illinois Bronco. What's up, guys? All this talk about trading for Deshaun Watson has me thinking, if we somehow do get Deshaun Watson, does he create somewhat of a Manning or Brady effect to where players may want to come play for us at a discount? Would love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Have a great weekend, fellas. Illinois Bronco. Absolutely. 100%. I, I think he certainly does. And not only is Deshaun Watson a great guy in the community, but he is revered by his NFL peers. Um, so they would absolutely want to play with him. Yep, yep, they absolutely would. Next one from Mike1809. Fellas, taking a moment just to reflect on how awesome this pod and community is, like many have already done. Before finding the pod, I had never paid this much attention to our Broncos. I'm such a better informed fan because of the awesome work you guys do. It's said all the time, but keep up the amazing work. We're a better fan base and community because of it. DNVR for life. Love it, Mike. Thank you so much. That really is, you know, just makes my day going into the weekend. Hell yeah, man. Couldn't agree more. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys. You know, we, uh, we wouldn't be here without you. Absolutely. He says non-football related question. RK referred to Zach as the 14er guy the other day. Zach, what are your favorite peaks? Well, I'll hit you with my favorite peak. It's, it's Mount Sherman, but you have to go up the backside where it's really rocky. It's by far, by far my favorite peak. Love it. Let me know, Mike, if you do any 14ers. He says, the 14ers are the only thing I miss about the most of Colorado. I had wow. a goal of summiting all peaks prior to my 30th birthday, but I missed the goal by a long shot, LOL. To be fair, I haven't lived in Colorado for the past 12 years. Yikes. I turned 30 last week, and my peak count is, peak count is currently at 26, maybe before I turn 40. Any other peak counts in the DNVR family? Wow. So you haven't lived here since you were 18. 18, you've done 26. I've lived here 10 more years than you and, uh, and not even halfway. I'm at 10 right now. That, uh, that would be impressive to hit all of them by your, by the time you turn 40. That's awesome, Mike. I'm pretty sure I will turn dead before I ever <laughs> climb one. Maybe I'll get you on one. Uh, I really don't think so. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll entice you. We, we shotgun a beer at the top of every single one. Is that enticing enough? No, I'll just shotgun a beer at the bottom. <laughs> well, I guess that's, that's an option too. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that would potentially entice me is hitting a golf ball off the top. Ooh, that would be awesome. How far would that go? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Like the furthest I've ever hit a drive is like, uh, actually, I'm not even, I don't, I don't want to say, but, uh, <laughs> well, wow, very it's far. Too far? I've hit a ball really far. But uh, I don't want to sound like I'm like bragging. I'm saying like the hitting one off there, you'd probably hit it like a thousand yards. I don't know. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you put a little tracker on it? Get a special tracker ball to, to see? Or would you just let your eyes do the, do the work? I mean, if you could get a special tracker ball, I'd be in on that. <laughs> so I could say, so, you know, you get on the tee box with like some random people that you don't know and. You're telling you that you're talking stories. Right. You're like, yep, I uh, once hit a drive 1300 yards. <laughs> so, really, it's a great icebreaker. It would be a fantastic icebreaker. And, uh, man, a, a, a good pickup line, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Too, too braggadocious? Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> Final one here from the other Ryan. My boys, happy bum talk Friday. I think the Broncos should consider getting themselves another running back this draft. Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, and Royce Freeman will all be unrestricted free agents in 2022. 
Travis Etienne is available at pick 40. In my honest opinion, the Broncos need to seriously consider making him the selection. Some of my other favorite uh, running backs are Michael Carter, Kenny, Ga- Kenny Gainwell, and Kylan Hill, and a pa- possible later round gem in Demetric Felton. Uh, essentially, the Broncos once and for all need to obtain the service of running backs who have good hands and can run routes and get those players more involved as receivers, which we've been asking for for since time immemorial. What say you? Have a phenomenal Friday and a wonderful weekend. DNV Army salute. I like the idea of selecting a running back, just not so high. Um, I love Demetric Felton. Um, he's kind of a draft pod favorite. And I really like him too out of UCLA. Um, weirdly enough, he had a terrible game against the Buffs and then was awesome the entire rest of the season. Maybe it's just because that Buffs defense was so good. But um, I really like Felton. And then keep an eye on my other guy, uh, MV, Super Bowl MVP of the DNVR Madden League, JV on Hawkins, uh, he, out of Louisville. That Louisville offense has Hawkins. Um, Tutu Atwell, who is a speedster at receiver and, uh, and, and a, uh, a dual threat quarterback as well in Mikhail Cunningham. Uh, and I like all three of those guys. Now, Cunningham is definitely a big time project, but those other two guys are great weapons. I think when they come into the league. Yeah. And you can add those guys with Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay for this year, but you're right. You do have to look at the running back position for the future. Now, the other Ryan though, if you want a, uh, a running back in the second round, may probably even the third round, you have to tell me who don't you want this year, Melvin Gordon or Philip Lindsay, Ryan, I don't see there being a, a scenario where the Broncos draft a, a running back in the second round and bring back Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay this year. I think you're moving on from one of those guys. And and honestly, just the way it would work out the best in terms of salary cap and everything, you'd probably be moving on from Philip Lindsay, who just got engaged, by the way. So congrats to Phil and his new fiance on that. But Ryan, I think if you're you're investing high in a running back, even if it is more so for the future, it's at the expense of of either Gordon or Lindsay. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um... And I guess we'll just see. Um, you know, it, it feel things feel bad between the Broncos and Philip Lindsay right now. But sometimes these narratives just kind of take on a life of their own, and it's really not as bad as things. And the Broncos could sign up Phil, uh, you know, this off season. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but I do think if you invest high, a high pick and a running back, it means you're moving on from one of these guys. So and also uh, we'll see George. What happens there. George Payton could come in and completely change the relationship with Justin Simmons, with Shelby Harris, with Philip Lindsay. I mean, he, he can make it where those guys seem like they were out the door, not necessarily Shelby, but Phil and definitely Justin and totally flip that on its head. hundred percent, hundred percent. So we'll have a close eye on it. And of course, everyone will have a close eye on their phone at 1 10 PM today <laughs> when I board my flight and Broncos quarterback news inevitably breaks (laughs) ryan have an awesome awesome trip hopefully no news breaks this weekend but if it is hopefully it's great news you know what if if me if i have to sacrifice a little bit of my vacation for sean watson to come to denver I'm, i'm willing to do so look at you big time team player uh before we get out of here shout out to green mountain dental group Best damn family-owned dentist group in the metro area. You can call them at 303-988-0711 or head to their website, greenmountaindental.com, for all the information you need. You can get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, so go check them out. 
true members of the DNVR family, diehard Colorado sports fans. And again, the best damn family-owned dentist group in the metro area. That's going to do it for us this week, of course, until the emergency podcast later today. Uh, But we will talk to you guys soon on the DNVR Broncos podcast.